Good morning. Thank you so much for sharing with us this morning. Well, the past Sundays, we have talked about the light, following the light, leading it to others, and reflecting the light. But today, we're going to focus on witnessing to the light. Now, witnessing gives the connotation of handing out, whoops, okay, (laughs) Okay. handing out flyers about the church or face-to-face talking to someone, but witnessing is also recognizing the light and doing something about it. And to illustrate that, I'd like to share with you a personal story. I am one of four kids. I have an older sister and two brothers, and we are about two, three years apart. So they met in my household, you had a young child down to a toddler. And what do young kids do at night but go to the bathroom? And what do you have to do when you go to the bathroom? You wake up mom, of course. So she had four kids flying in and out of her room. Mom, mom, I'm going to the bathroom. Okay, okay. So my father, who was an engineer, decided he'd fix the problem. He gave us all for Christmas. You know, this even says, don't look at it. This worked on all children except one. I thought it was my job now to shine my light in my mother's face and then tell her I was going to the bathroom. I'm not the smartest French fry in the box, sorry. So this went on for a while until one day I heard my parents having a discussion where my mother indicated she was going to take a hammer to my flashlight. So I hid my flashlight, and uh, that broke me of that nasty habit. So just as my mother recognized my light and acted upon it, not the best way, Simeon and Anna recognized a light, and that's what we're going to talk about today. So let's hear our scripture. I am reading from Luke 2, 25 to 38. Hear the word of the Lord. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child, Jesus, to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. When Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, this child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against 
so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophet Anna, the daughter of Peniel of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage and then was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple but worshiped night and day, fasting and praying. Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. This is the word of God for the people of God. Will you pray with me? Gracious God, we thank you for the day you've given us, and we thank you for your word. I pray that you open our hearts and our minds to hear what you would have to say to us. Amen. There are so many elements to this story, but I'd like to share three of them with you today. We have Simeon, Anna, and the baby. Now let's talk about Simeon first. Mary and Joseph went to the temple according to Mosaic law. They presented a male child after 40 days for the mother's purification, not for the babies, but for the mother's. And they also brought a pair of doves, which indicated that they were quite poor. They could not afford a lamb. Simeon recognized the baby before they even presented the baby in the temple. So how did he know this was the Messiah? He was sure to have seen several hundred babies come through the temple to be presented. But scripture tells us that Simeon was on a vigil, a mission ordained by God to see the Messiah before he died. A vigil is a waiting time. Have you ever waited for something for a very, very long time? You may still be waiting. It's frustrating sometimes, and it also makes us doubt sometimes. But Simeon didn't, and he kept to his vigil. The reason Simeon knew this was the Messiah was because he was close to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was on Simeon because he stayed close to God in prayer and in worship and in spending time with him. This same spirit brought him to the temple on that day. And what did Simeon say? He said to release him from his vigil. Release him from his vision because he has seen the Christ child. His mission was completed. And he also noted that this salvation was for Israel and the Gentiles. Do you know who the Gentiles are? It's us. This is our salvation. It was revealed to us on this day. And the scriptures tell us that Mary and Joseph were amazed. But then he also added that this child would be the cause of the falling and rising of many. How sad that must have made Mary feel. Jesus would face opposition He would not be popular. Some commentaries say this is an indicative portion of what a family turmoil might happen because if we know later that his family did not always believe in him, 
Or this could be the opposition that Jesus would face. Or even the crucifixion. A slight hint of what might happen. Jesus was not popular. And I will tell you that sometimes sharing your faith or what God has done for you does not make you popular sometimes. You know, Simeon could have stayed quiet that he saw the light. He could have gone home and still been released from his vigil. But Simeon chose to proclaim the good news, proclaim the light. This was a powerful witness in a very troubled world. We have a very troubled world right now that needs to see this light. And then there's Anna. Anna is a different person because she's a widow. She's a very vulnerable person in a patriarchal society. But she's dedicated herself to the service of the temple. And she came up to Mary and Joseph in that minute, led by the same Holy Spirit to approach the couple. Anna had spent her days in worship, in prayer, and in fasting. And this spirit that she worshiped helped her recognize the Christ child. And she began witnessing about the redemption he would bring. She began sharing the light to everyone that could see her, that could hear her voice, sharing that light that we also have. And what about the baby? I don't know anybody that is not attracted to a newborn baby. We all bend over and look at it, and they're so sweet, and they smell so good. What do babies recognize? What do they make us attracted to them? They represent hope that maybe this child can change the world for the better. And this is what Jesus Christ represented. This was the child that would change the world. This is what Anna and Simeon saw. This baby would bring us hope that our world would be better, that we were delivered, we were redeemed. It brings us joy, knowing the Savior is now here on earth walking among us, joy experienced in his presence. Joy and an expectation of what he can do. And peace. Jesus' presence brings peace. You know, when you see babies sleeping at, when they sleep, <coughs> they're usually very peaceful because their bellies are full, their fannies are dry, and life is good. They have no worries because they know that someone is looking out for them. Oh, to have that peace in this world. But because we have that light, we can rest knowing that Jesus will bring us that peace in the troubled world. So what does that say to us today? First, our world needs to hear the good news of Jesus, the hope, the joy, and the peace that he brings. Not only this time of year, but throughout the year. We are called to recognize that light. 
recognize God in our world and share that with one another. You know, witnessing, that word is not a bad word. It's only sharing what God has done for you by our talk, but also our actions. Our actions speak louder than words. And that's how we witness to one another. Pope John Paul II said, Dear people, let yourselves be taken over by the light of Christ and spread that light wherever you are. And secondly, what speaks to me is how close Simeon and Anna were to God. You know, this time of year is so difficult for us to remove ourselves, to have quiet time in the busyness of this time. It's hard for us to get solitude. It's hard for us to get reflection. God gave me a soft prompt last week when I noticed that my watch was losing time. It is an econo drive, and it's solar-driven. So therefore, it has to be exposed to light to run properly. And it was starting to lose time. It was stopping, and it was starting. And I thought, well, great. I need a new watch. Well, I did what everybody else does in the world when they want an answer. They Google it. And so I did. And I found out that in the winter, these watches don't run as well because there's no bright light. Also, if you notice, my sleeve covers my, my watch. So what I do now at night is take my watch off and put it under a reading lamp to recharge it so that it can show me the time effectively. And that's what we need to do, is to recharge ourselves constantly. Because we cannot share the light effectively if we don't recharge ourselves. So we have reached the end of our year. It's almost 2020. And soon our holiday season will be over. So what are we going to do about all this information about the light we've received? We know we need to recharge. But Ephesians 5, 8 to 9 also tells us we are now the light of the world, in the Lord. And we are to live our life as children of the life. And light produces fruit that consists of every sort of goodness, justice, and truth. So now it's time to live in the light. I had a professor in college who said, now you have the information, now what are you going to do with it? You are responsible. And that's kind of scary, but it's true. We need to stay as close to Christ's light as we can. And we need to share our lights to be his light. His light of hope, joy, and peace. Amen.